And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. very busy broadcast week here at sci-fi for me tv and we are glad that you're here the live chat is open for those of you who are watching live if you are partaking of this program after the fact you are welcome to leave comments with your thoughts about our thoughts uh no guests today but we do have unboxings to take care of so we're going to get to that a little bit here shortly we're on all the social media if you want to join us there and if you want to give us feedback via email the email address is live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com we do not have an 800 number but uh, the live chat sort of takes care of that for us a little bit Lots of stuff going on. Gina Carano under fire for having the audacity to uh, to not put pronouns in her Twitter bio. You know, Mr. Harvey makes the point, and I think he's got a very good point, that Twitter should not matter as much as it does. And uh, if... If if other people would realize that, I think that we'd we'd make some strides here toward getting Twitter off the radar for so many people. And it just it just seems like t- too many people put too much stock in Twitter as if that matters, and it shouldn't. Social media just overall is no fun at all to be in so anyway so happy monday everyone we do have an update here uh a follow-up from mitch breitweiser posting this morning a very uh thorough update on the indiegogo we've had some people ask we had mitch on our program back in july on july 14th he has now posted this update over on the indiegogo page for red rooster golden age uh, they are closing in on fulfillment. He's got some other stuff. Apparently, this book now is 94 pages instead of 48. And they've added a number of uh, features and, and pieces and parts to this, uh, stickers and um, trading cards and posters and a sketchbook and uh, lapel pens and all of that stuff. So... Uh, so some things happening behind the scenes. Also, he's talking about uh, the distribution uh, partnership that he's got uh, with it not Walmart is apparently a, a channel for this distribution service that they work with They're, They don't have a deal specifically with Walmart. It is with a distribution service that puts books in Walmart. So it's so they're likely to be looking at uh, putting allegiance books as well as other creator books 
and uh, various different other places besides Walmart. He's mentioning newsstand and bookstores. So there is uh, there is a possible future. Uh, the question is, does this mean we could be seeing comic books on the newsstand again? Could we be seeing uh, spinner racks come back to convenience stores and 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 drugstores and who knows who knows where this is this is going so i just want to give you that we did uh, i did put a link to that update in the comments on our video our interview with mitch so you can find that there let me go ahead and see if i can pop that in here anybody that's interested i will put that in the chat as well here so welcome everyone here we go we've got um uh, Sci-Fi Snob in the chat, welcome. Uh, it says, do newsstands still exist? I've seen a few. And newsstand, I guess I guess I should clarify in, in my use of the term newsstand to mean pretty much any place where you can find magazines. So uh, you can go into the convenience store and you've got the magazine rack over there. You go into the, to the drugstore, you go into the bookstore. Any place where there's a magazine rack, I guess, would be considered newsstand now. Is that, I, I guess, is my understanding. Uh, so there is that. And we have uh, some potential. Who knows? We'll see. So uh, over the weekend, I got some emails that uh, we got deliveries. And since we don't have a guest today, we've got guests all the rest of the week. Uh, Quincy Allen will be here tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, Mark Walters is going to be in. And then on Thursday, we're going to be talking to comics, uh, uh Eisner nominated comic creator Mungi. And, uh, so today I thought what we do is just, you know, it's a light day. Uh, so we have boxes to open. We have envelopes to open. So I figure why not just do, cause we haven't done an unboxing in a while. So uh, a couple of these, a couple of these boxes, I was expecting. One of them I was not. So we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get surprised. Now this here, let's start. We'll start with the uh, with the. Um, I'm gonna make sure that I got the right camera on. We'll start with this package here, and do a little unboxing. Do we need unboxing music? I think we need some unboxing music. Let me see what kind of what kind of unboxing what kind of music would work for unboxing. We're gonna do let's try this. Yes. Mrs. Boss is here. Oh, I'm just thinking. Okay. Of what type of music would work. I'm gonna try this one right here. Well, I can't hear it. That, well, you can you can put your earphones in and you can hear what's going on here. Yeah, so right. I have to, you know, sound effects for for the people listening in the podcast. Does that work for you for unboxing music there? I guess. 
Okay. All right. So now let's go into our close-up here, and we will unbox. Hey, Robert. Hello, Robert. I just arrived in time for the copyright strike. You know, there's a story there. I'll get to that here in just a moment. <laughs> All right. Is this what I think it is? Oh, okay, okay. All right, so this is what I thought the other one was. This is not what I thought that was. Okay, so this is... very delicate this is a field exploration belt get a little close up there as you can see there a belt a phaser and a communicator from the Mego Star Trek figures, and uh, and there's a story here. So we've got back over here on the set of Triple Bites, uh, and we've posted photographs, but you don't generally see it very much as part of the show. But there is a, a Mego Mr. Spock back there. And that is an original, by the way. That's not one of the reproductions. That is one that I had when I was a wee one and still have. Now, the reason... He's behind. The reason he's behind the Star Trek... <laughs> uh, the Star Trek lunchbox is because Mr. Spock, at this point right now, is missing his pants. Which is normally something I, wouldn't you come across with Captain Kirk? What, see, the <laughs> thing is... It, well, and I don't know what happened to the pants, and 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 <laughs> it's somewhere, somewhere, somehow. I I'm not even going to try to even say anything, but the it's the you know it's the usual thing what happens when you have something and you have something for so very long, and then pieces and parts. Go missing. So, uh. you know, I mean, it's, I suppose it's probably, he's in better shape than Dr. McCoy. I've got Dr. McCoy's head, but I don't have any of the rest of Dr. McCoy. I have absolutely no idea what happened. You know, this could go so bad. <laughs> so, you know, but it was, it was a discussion about this. You know, the fact that Mr. Spock doesn't have his uniform complete, that led to a search online for various different pieces and parts. And so, and so that led to all of this with, uh, with the... No, this led to an email <coughs> and a message. Did you get my email? And so I look, and there's all these links. Well, and and one of the other things that Spock is missing is his field kit. Is missing his his phaser communicator tricorder. Now the 
<laughs> put McCoy's head in a jar. I like that. Futurama <laughs> style. Well, and the other thing too is is I I I'm looking on eBay and I see uh, a kit that's actually all of everything. It's the phaser communicator and tricorder that Spock would normally have. And I made a bid on it and apparently didn't get it. I didn't get an email saying, hey, somebody outbid you. But I did get this one. I don't have a tricorder, but this is this is one here uh, that I managed to get. And yes, uh, so the, all of this packaging for that one little tiny thing. Let me get my shot right here. That tiny thing. But you got bubble wrap. And then this is a bubble mailer. It's probably the smallest one that's available. So there's that. Now we have this box here. Let me get widen the shot back out. Now this box here is what I figured was in that envelope. So this one here is probably going to be what I thought the other one was. So let's open this up. <clears throat> Fortunately, all of these came from the United States, so I didn't have to worry about the bank saying, hey, what's this activity on your card today here? We're not going to let you have it. All right, so this All right, so that box is empty now. We have a bag. No bubble wrap in that one. Uh, honey <clears throat> darn but I did find online oh look at there a tricorder to go with a pair of pants and another pair of pants and here is a uniform shirt, which, as you can see, Spock already has his uniform shirt. So now we've got two, but now we've got pants to put on Mr. Spock. And we have a command uniform. So what I'm going to do now is uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna head over here and I'm gonna get Mr. Spock. And we'll, let's 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 get some pants on this officer. All right. So we have Mr. Spock needs his pants. So we'll put. Okay, and it has been forever and a day. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. What's wrong? His leg just came apart. <laughs> Hold on. Lost his pants. Lost his Well, leg. okay, so this is... <coughs> there we go. Again, this is an original. I know, and you're old. Listen, you. 
Well, the thing is, they did they did two versions of this when Mego did these originally. The oh, it keeps popping out. The hinges on the original figures were made out of plastic, and that proved to be a little bit of a of a problem, as you can see, because the plastic keeps popping out of this leg here. So they switched to metal hinges in the later versions of these figures. And now we have I will show you here. Now we have Mr. Spock in his pants. With his pants on. So now I can take this kit here and for the first time in oh bum, bum, bum. let's see first time in 30 some odd years No, longer than that. I now have a complete Mr. Spock. I'm so happy with myself. Look at that. Now that's, again... This is not because Mego, uh, whoever whoever has got the Mego brand now, uh, has to. Um, they, there were reproductions, and they did a bunch of different ones. Um, <laughs> Sonia in the chat, why is it when I can finally join live, you're dressing dolls? I'm not dressing dolls. I am. <laughs> I am restoring a collectible here, folks. This is this is this is this is valuable. This is this is an original Mr. Spock with the plastic hinges from Mego, not a reproduction. This is Thank you, Sonia. This is an expensive If it were if it were still in the box, it would be worth a fortune. It's not in the box, but it's still worth a lot. Now, you may be wondering what I'm going to be doing with this Captain Kirk. Oh, he Outfit. has a plan. I do have a plan. Because as we were going through <laughs> those emails, he's like, what I could do with this is do this. And I then did. what I could do with I, this and I this. Strateg I strategized completely. And yes, okay. It's, he had a complete plan when I he was do. trying to sell me on this. And, and it obviously worked. Are right? you going to show them what I got you for this week? Uh, I don't have it down here. You want to go get it while I'm doing this? I can't leave the microphone in the middle of a live show. You're not. I'm still here <laughs> by the state of Missouri. I'm not I'm not sure that I want to leave you. Oh, really now? Well, we did that. We did that Friday night. Now, now we did Friday night. We put you in charge uh, of Ranker Pit. You and you and Mac and I just kind of hovered around the background. Yeah, you and were you supposed did okay. to be doing work. You did okay. I I did work. Yeah, did sitting work. there and watching right. us. 
So the plan for Captain Kirk's uniform, and yes, it's a doll. I don't play with dolls. That's why Mr. Spock has been sitting up on the shelf. I, I will say, he yes, decorative. He, he's not as bad as uh, is Dark Helmet from Spaceballs with uh-huh. playing with his dolls. Now, I don't think I don't think that I'm going to get a clothing <laughs> optional strike here, <laughs> but. Given that I've got a uniform with no person to wear it, I figured, well, I need to get a person to wear it. Just get a post-it note and put it over the sensitive spots. It just so happens. It just so happens that somebody on eBay was selling a figure that didn't have a uniform. And so... I we have to That's for the podcast people who listen. By the way, folks, if you are listening to this as a podcast, you're missing out because you don't get to see the Valley of the Dolls. So So just just uh, just a reminder Monday through Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. All right. Sam <laughs> says, can't wait to see Spock riding on the Battlestar Galactica model. <laughs> the Battlestar Galactica model that's $1,100. Yeah, I, I have a better chance of getting my three hundred and fifty dollars cantina with twenty one mini mini pigs. All right, so this has this. I'm gonna go ahead and put his pants on, so we don't get dinged. Oh, these have the plastic hinges too. This is an original as well. I'm very excited about this. The one thing you guys cannot see right now is how much he is smiling. Put the camera on. Use your camera. There's now camera you just there. turned it on. No, it's you had a bigger smile earlier. He never smiles. I always tell him to. He doesn't. Well, the the plastic. See, the thing is, the plastic hinges ones. Those are the older versions, and they are more rare and hence more valuable. Because they replaced them, like I said, they replaced them with metal hinges. Um, Robert, the dimensions of McCoy's head. Um, well, let's see here. I've got a thing. It's about an inch and about an inch and a quarter tall. About an inch wide. So, so now, now the other the other part of this is um, being the completest that I am. I will eventually have to find another field kit, exploration kit, phaser. communicator combo and 
That way, the captain will be armed and ready to uh, call the ship. So there we go. Okay, so... Voila! I have Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock. And we have more bubble wrap. Nope, that's it. That's all the boxes. That's all the boxes we've got. But there we go. Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock together again for the very first time here in the bunker. With their pants on. With their pants on. You know how long it has been since I... And honestly, I didn't even remember that I had Spock. I thought I'd lost them completely. I thought they were completely gone. And uh, Kirk... I don't know that I ever had Kirk. I had Spock. My cousin and I, we used to we used to play Star Trek and Star Wars and Army and you know all of the different action figures and whatnot that we had growing up. And this this of course is in the early seventies, mid seventies. So I'm what seven eight years old, that kind of that kind of age. And I had Spock. I had McCoy. I think I want to say I had Kirk at one point, maybe, but. Uh, over the years, of course, as things get lost in time, things get sold in garage sales, things, you know, get broken, they get eaten up by the dog. Uh, that that could be what happened to McCoy, <laughs> now that I think about it. It's possible that McCoy got grabbed by a dog. Maybe. I don't know. I'd, I'd, have, to, I'd have to go back and look. But, uh, but there we are. Kirk and McCoy. I'm very excited about this. Not, not because, you know, I got dolls to play with. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. But the collectability of these, the fact that these are originals, um, that, has, that has me pretty excited. Because there's value. There's value to that. So, now, of course, uh, as you can see here, um, the foil is missing off of all of these badges. Um, and, and that's always, the, that was always the first thing to go when, when you have these things. And those of you who are of an age, you're going to remember this, but these badges here, uh, you see they're gray. These were two layers. They had a layer of foil of silver, silver foil on top. And that was always the first thing to peel off of these things. So these are not mint condition, of course. Uh, but that's um, that's it. And uh, yes, Robert McCoy's head does not sit flat. It's it's uh, it's molded plastic uh, like these. And what it is is it's a it's an insert into the torso. And what they've got is there's a there's an angled almost like a barb construction on the neck. So the neck inserts into the torso and then it pops into place and it stays, it stays there. So that's the, 
and I, I've got to look and see because I think I've got it in a in a uh, in a box in a tote somewhere, but I've got to put my hands on it. So I don't have McCoy's head uh, off just by itself. Um, I need to find it. But there's 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 what they look like. And the heads turn, and these these are these are fairly well articulated. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I think twelve points of uh, twelve points of articulation. So, I'm I'm just glad that Spock now has pants. Now he doesn't have to hide. No, we can put him out somewhere. Um, and I've got to figure out really where to put the the Star Trek Barbie and Ken that I picked up the other day too. So because right now it's sitting deep in a shelf because they're so big. So anyway, all right. Now the other thing, Mrs. Boss got me uh, over the weekend. It, it arrived. Is this T-shirt? How to be a better boss, Darth Vader? Doing some continuing education here. So, you know, there we go. Robert says, only Star Trek figure I ever had was Chase Masterson as a double girl signed by her in Toronto. That's very cool. You know, Lita really took off as a character um, and, and due in, in no small part to uh, Chase Masterson's performance. So that's... Uh, that was that was fun. I don't know. I'll just I'll just leave I'll just leave this camera shot up for a while, right? Yeah, Kirk and Spock. I'm <sighs> okay. My job is done. Although I, I still I still have to get a belt uh, a phaser belt for Kirk. So now I'm gonna have to do some searching for that, and uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Um, let's see. Somebody had asked earlier something about... Oh, Robert said. Robert earlier said it makes me think of something to send you in the genre vein. Okay, well, if you have something to send us, then uh, I guess I should give you the mailing address here. Sci-Fi for me, 1503 Main Street, number 305, Grandview, Missouri, 64030. And uh, if you have uh, uh, books you want us to review, if you've got short films, you've got stuff you want to send us, uh, you are more than welcome to use that address. And speaking of stuff, I'll go ahead and mention superherostuff.com. You can get a 10% discount with the promo code sci fi for me 10 when you check out. And uh, Robert mentions uh, Star Wars figures. Um, he's got those too. I got a, yeah, I got a few of those. <laughs> Only a few? <laughs> uh, the stuff, campy sci-fi horror film from the 80s. Mazerus, welcome to the chat. Um, is that a real thing or is that, or is that something you're making up? That's, that's fun. That's a, the stuff. It's the sequel to The Blob, maybe. Oh, Robert says he's got an idea for a glass, a glass blown project. 
Mm. Yeah, talk to a friend. Okay. Uh, yeah, by the way, that um, behind me here, the sign, the big metal, the big metal LED lit sign, um, that's from a fan. Uh, Ray up in Pennsylvania uh, sent us that, and, and we've done, we've had conversations about it before. We've talked about it, the fact that this thing just showed up. Uh, Ray had sent me an email saying, I've got something I'm sending to you. And he says, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, be, be on the lookout. I get this email that it's, you know, with the tracking and all of that, it says it's 55 pounds. I'm like, what in the world is he sending this? What, what is that? Open up the box, and it's this steampunk metal LED lit sign. It's gorgeous. It is, it's, uh, I, I would assume it's brushed aluminum of some sort, and it's got all the, all the steampunk accoutrements. It's fantastic. We sat it sat for a, in a box for a while after we changed our logo, but I thought, you know what? You know, it's legacy. It's really cool. So we pulled it back out and uh, and have it as a permanent fixture on the set now. So uh, Mazer says this stuff is real. It's about a whipped cream type product that's apparently alive and corrupts and morphs anyone who eats it over time. Good to know. We we'll have to we'll have to add that. Um, Maybe we'll get maybe we'll get Mr. Harvey to do a retro review of the stuff, perhaps. Maybe. Yeah, I could I, I see something <laughs> like that. Okay, so let's see what um, what else is there to talk about? I mean, how do you how do you top original Mego Star Trek figures like that? Ellie Munoz loved the stuff as a kid. Now it probably doesn't hold up. Welcome to the chat. Uh, that's a, that's a, I think a, a new participant in the conversation that we Hello. see there. Welcome. And uh, for those of you who are interested, we do have a link to uh, to our newsletter. And yes, Mazers, these are originals. These are these are the ones with the plastic hinges not the metal hinges so they're the original originals this this spock has been in my possession since 75 76 maybe they were made in 1974 if i if i remember right let me look here on the back because they're stamped um yeah, 1974. So I would have gotten this probably 19 I I would say 1975-1976, probably 1976. So this is an original to my possession. Kirk arrived in the studio today. Um and yeah, it's good to see. We're starting. We're starting to to bring everything back. I guess I saw on eBay, and this is not something that uh, this is not something that Mrs. Boss is going to go for. But I did see on eBay a full set of the original, uh, a full set of the original 
Migo, Six, Kirk, Spock, McCoy, Scotty, Uhura, and the Klingon. Those were the six. Now, the reproductions, when they went back in and did new stuff, they added Chekhov and Sulu, and they added um, an Andorian, and they added uh, you know, a, a couple of other uh, things. But um, the original Migo 6 uh, was, was, just, was just six of these uh, characters. So... Uh, I I found a collection of all six of them for something like $300. They looked like they were all intact with all of the all of the accessories and all of the other stuff. So not going to do it. Not 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 going to do it. Wouldn't be prudent. But uh there they are. I I could just we could just you know, I could just sit here and we just look at the look at the dolls. <laughs> and he will. <laughs> no, I won't. I'll put them where they belong. Uh, they will go up on the set of Tribble Bites, which actually gives me a chance to uh, mention that we've got a new Tribble Bites tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, with the latest Star Trek and Orville news, which... Might or might not be a lot. Uh, we don't hear very much about the Orville at all. Uh, and Star Trek, probably not until things shake out. We did get a new a new mid-season trailer for Lower Decks, uh, where we see John Delancey reprising his role as Q. But other than that, there's it's been kind of quiet. So we'll have to see what we can come up with in terms of news for Star Trek. And uh, this programming note, for those of you who are interested, uh, Deep Space Minds is going on hiatus for a while uh, because um, it's logist the logistics of it, we're, we're getting spread a little thin. So, uh, so that one is going to go, we're going to take a break on Deep Space Minds for a little bit. And, and Robert, the only thing, the only thing that I know about Orville so far we've got a few bits and pieces of I think Eagle Moss I think is doing some new ship models other than that we haven't heard boo about any of it so uh, I got to do a search today we're going to do some I'm going to do my research and prep today and hopefully maybe uh, we come across some stuff about the Orville but I'm not feeling that optimistic honestly so uh, we'll just have to we'll just have to see how that goes, um, but yeah, it's just you know it's just one of those one of those things. Sometimes it's a slow week. So, um, I'm debating the Gina Carano thing. Uh, we'll probably get into that a little bit more on the next ranker pit because that just that just won't go away. Uh, so we'll talk about that at some point. Um, new H2O tonight, I believe, assuming Mr. Harvey is feeling up to it. He he was fighting a cold over the weekend, so I've got to check with him and see. Where, but the plan right now is for a new H2O tonight at uh, 9 Eastern, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. So we'll see what happens with that. 
And tomorrow on the program, uh, author Quincy Allen will be here. Uh, we talked to him way, 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 way back in the day at Worldcon. Let me pull that up here so you guys can see. We had a, we had a talk with him at Worldcon when it was here in Kansas City. So we're going to talk with him tomorrow and see what he's been up to of late. Put that in the chat there. That's the link to our interview with him uh, back in 2016. And uh, Wednesday, assuming that everything falls together and the schedule works out, Mark Walters will be here. We were originally supposed to talk to him last week. Uh, but he had some family things come up, so we're going to try for this Wednesday. He is the editor at BigFanboy.com. He was also one of the founders of Dallas Comic Con and Fan Days and all of that uh, that set of events before Fan Expo came in and bought it. And so he's going to be here, and we're going to talk about the status of conventions. How you know? Because a lot of people don't seem to understand uh, just from the comments that I've seen around on schedules changing and new dates and going virtual and why don't they cancel and why can't they do this and I can't imagine they're going to be doing this that the other all of the different comments kind of indicate to me there are a lot of people out there that don't quite understand how conventions operate and just how much of a logistical nightmare it can be to organize but then on top of that you add in the quarantine the pandemic the mad scramble, the facilities having to make adjustments, the governments, you know, the city and the county and the state and the federal and all of these different things. So we're going to talk to Mark about what goes into actually organizing and running an event in normal circumstances and then, you know, take a look at the impact of what's been going on this year and how how conventions look moving forward is that going to is there a point where maybe we go back to normal or is there going to be a new normal so we're going to be talking about that with mark on wednesday and then on thursday we're going to have kind of an odd category of conversation i ran across a, a webtoon comic uh quite by accident and it pulled me in, and I enjoyed it, and I, and I read the whole thing, and I said, well, why not, why not get, uh, get the creator on to talk about it? So Mongi is her handle. Uh, so she's going to be here on Thursday to talk about that work. And we've got some invitations out for others to join us uh, next week. So it's a busy week. We try to stay on top of things. And, of course, Mindy is over there working on... Uh, a new update for schedule cancellations and, and changes and, and events going virtual and, and that kind of thing. So, um, well, like I said, we stay busy here. There's the, the few people that are on staff. I'm very proud of the work that they do. And uh, they just keep plugging and we keep going. And uh, we've got some new reviews posted over at scififorme.com uh, where you can see your work. We're kind of leaning into that side of things being more review than news articles because the shows that we've got here cover news. So if you go over to scififorme.com, you can see reviews. Um, uh, we've just posted a couple of them from Mindy uh, on on some books that she's read. I've I've read a couple and posted. I've got a review in the works. So do I. For all up. 
by J.W. Rinsler. And we had him on Ranker Pit here not too long ago. And where's that book that you... Um, it was behind yeah, you. Yeah, it's behind This is the book that Mindy just finished, A Trace of Moonlight by Allison Pang. Now, this is not a new book. This is off of the pile. Uh, and, and as you can see, just a, a, a hint of it over here, this is one of the piles of books that we have available for review. And we're, we're playing catch-up because some of these books have been here since 2012. And this one, I believe, is from October. No, oh, this is 2012 as well. So this one, this one came out. Uh, a while back. And this is from Allison Pang, who I believe is local to Kansas City. I'm not sure. I She's think. got several books, and that's the third of that trilogy. Yeah. So a review of that one. We've got a review of All Up by J.W. Ritzer that's coming. This is a fictionalized account of the space race uh, starting pre-World War II and going all the way up through uh, Apollo 11. It's the first of a series uh, looking at the space race. It's a very good book. J.W. Rensler, of course, you may know him as the author of several behind-the-scenes books uh, dealing with the Star Wars universe, uh, but he also writes fiction. And this is a good, uh, a good fictionalized account of uh, the race to beat everybody with rockets and then missiles, and then rockets, and then getting into space, and then getting into orbit, and then getting to the moon. Uh, it does not mention a Nazi moon base, Robert, but it does mention something that I'm not going to mention because that would be spoilers. You'd have to read the book. And I do recommend you read the book. It's good. Uh, also, uh, this little bit, uh, Mrs. Boss and I are now, uh, I guess, honorary members of the National Fantasy Fan Federation. They've started reprinting our reviews over in their, uh, in their publications, so we do appreciate that signal boost from them. Um, N3F, I think, is, is their, their nickname. Uh, they've got a few... They've got a few awards that they give out, and they have several newsletters that they uh, distribute. Sci-Fi Snob says the Nazi moon base is kept strictly under wraps. Well, I mean, there was that accident on the moon base. <laughs> and, you know, the propaganda is that it was just, you know, the nuclear waste pile. But actually, it was the Nazi moon base being destroyed by the Space Force. And because of that, blew the moon out of orbit September 13th, so 1999. So you completely ruined it for me? <laughs> yeah. Spoilers on a show that's howled. You've seen, now wait, you've seen, no, well, I'm making this up. You've seen the pilot. No, I know. We watched yeah, a yeah, couple we've watched episodes the pilot. Okay. on VHS. Yes. We are catching up on Farscape as well. 
Uh, we're into season three. Episode eight. Yes. So, trucking along there. See, because we have to get through the rest of Farscape before we get to a certain point on Stargate. <laughs> because, you know, this is one of those things. And I, and I have abandoned Star Trek Lower Decks, just for the record. Uh, Sci-Fi Sob, there are a few documentaries that expose the Nazi moon base sea iron sky. <laughs> yes. By the way, what? Oh, I was going to say, one of the links that I put in for you for this weekend does mention Stargate stuff. Oh? Is, that, uh, is there a possibility that we could be seeing something it's new? It's from Sci-Fi, Siffy, however you want to pronounce it. I will have to take a look. Let's go take a look. By the way, if anybody is uh, interested in volunteering for um, I don't see anything. Oh, there it is. Um, if anybody is interested in volunteering for the site, either as um, or if you want to write reviews, or if you think you've got what it takes to host a show, uh, we'll we'll have to we'll have to talk about that. But um, we're always looking for people to contribute. Warm body. That's yeah. all we're asking for. Well, well, okay, no, we'll, well take a cold body as long as your fingers work. No, 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 no. <laughs> There's. <laughs> Plenty of room There's, on the horror side. <laughs> there are there are some criteria to be met, um, but but w the boxes that we check off are not necessarily the boxes anybody else would check off. I don't I don't care about how you vote, but you gotta know, you gotta know a little bit about genre. Um, it helps to be familiar with this stuff a little bit. Um, should now mrs mrs boss over here is getting educated she was familiar in passing with some things before we got together and before she got involved in this but um do we mention should should i should i give you a hard time about what i was giving you a hard time about over the weekend No, uh, yo, okay. <laughs> I won't mention it then. No? Okay, I won't. Suffice to say that every now and again, there are things that Mrs. Boss reveals that she does not know something about something and occasionally it surprises me i'll i'll leave it at that all right let's see what this thing is here um this is dated september 12th of 2020 so it's uh, it's recent it's new let's throw that over here and let's see what we've got here. Development for new Stargate TV series set within the SG-1 universe canon is progressing. This is over at Sci-Fi Wire. 
Uh, Stargate franchise. Brad Wright, who helped shape the franchise across the runs of, of SG-1 Atlantis Universe, has been working for a pitch uh, for a new show. And let's see here. What does he say? Flagged by GateWorld, fellow producer Joseph Malazzi has teased on Twitter and Reddit the talks are progressing um, toward getting a project off the ground. Uh, this is... Well, his tweet is from September 5th. This is not anything new that we've, that we've seen. Uh, Malazzi also noted fans would get answers to the big cliffhanger ending that wrapped the franchise proper with the final season of Stargate Universe. Don't ruin it. Um, I, no, I'm not ruining it. I'm just reading the article here. So there is still this possibility that we could see more Stargate. Maybe. I'll, I'll take any news at this point. Well, the thing is that we're not, you know, it's, there's, whenever there's talk about something, unless it's officially, unless it's officially announced by the studio. For example, I'll give you a good example. Everybody thinks that Rosario Dawson is playing Ahsoka Tano in The Mandalorian. And everybody has made that the the official line, and that's the assumption, and that's what everybody's reporting. That's what all the trades have said. But it has not been officially announced by Lucasfilm or Disney that Rosario Dawson is playing Ahsoka Tano. Now that you know, conventional wisdom, everybody thinks that that's what you know that's the case, and everybody's acting like that's it's a foregone conclusion. But she, there is a possibility, and it, at this point it's a remote possibility, but there is a possibility that she could be playing a different character. What if she's not playing Ahsoka Tano? What if she's somebody else, and we're just meant to think that she's playing Ahsoka Tano? Now, I'm not saying that's the case. Because, like everybody else, I'm fairly sure that Rosario Dawson is playing Ahsoka Tano, even though Ashley Eckstein should be playing Ahsoka Tano because Ashley Eckstein plays Ahsoka Tano. But we're not going to get that lucky. Now, Ashley has said that she's not involved in The Mandalorian, so you know all of these things lead to the conclusion that Rosario Dawson is playing Ahsoka Tano. However... It has not been officially announced. So there is that little, little squiggle room that it could be something else. <laughs> Sci-Fi Snob says, I think unconfirmed rumors made up by me are the best. I heard Andre the Giant is playing Ahsoka. I like that. <laughs> if, you know, it, it's, it's such a shame that Andre the Giant is gone. Because it would have been fun to see him in some things uh, that um, we just didn't get. We just didn't get a chance. So, but look at that. We've gone almost an hour. That's that's how things work over here, folks. Captain Kirk, Mister Spock, almost fully, completely restored. 
And those are originals. I'm, you know, I take pleasures where I can get them. It's the little things. It's the little things in life. It's just that that satisfaction of completing a task. You know? Not that, you know, not that anything's going to happen with these things, but, you know, it's this, this idea that, you know, this little something that's left hanging and unfinished, now you get a chance to finish it, whether it's, you know, restoring a collectible or if it's completing a, you know, completing a run of comics, you know, the, um, the say, the death of Superman, and you get all of the comics that are associated with it, or, or, War of the Gods, or Armageddon 2001, or any of those things, you know, Crisis on Infinite Earths, you know, completing a set, completing a collection, uh, there's something satisfactory to that, uh, a certain amount of, of um, endorphins, I guess, that fire off. You, f- and, you know, finish, finish a puzzle. You complete a task. We've got plenty of, of tasks around here that need to be finished. <clears throat> But, anyway, that's where we are. So, we're going to head out. Thanks very much for joining us today, everyone. Uh, Don't forget the 10% discount that you can get at SuperheroStuff.com when you use the promo code SciFiForMe10. And you can use the money you save to support us. We do have a Subscribestar account. We've also got a PayPal link that you can use for a tip jar. Uh, of course, the super chats are always an option as well. Uh, anybody that is so inclined. And tonight we've got a new H2O podcast, I think, and a new Triple Bites tomorrow with uh, Star Trek and Orville News. And on Thursday, a brand new Tardis Sauce, where they're going to be continuing the look at all of the uh, companions from the reboot. From 2005 on, uh, last last show they discussed Donna Noble, and this week they are turning their focus onto Amy and Rory. So uh, we want you to join us for that Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. Tomorrow night, Triple Bites, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, with the latest Star Trek news. And tomorrow here, live from the bunker, we will have Quincy Allen join us at 1 Eastern, noon Central, for a conversation about all of the stuff that he's got going. He's been he's been rather busy, so we will have that conversation tomorrow. We hope you join us. And thank you all for uh, participating here in the conversation in the chat. And if you are uh, listening or watching uh, to this show in playback, don't forget you can send us feedback live from the bunker at sci-fi4me.com. Let us know if you've got somebody you want us to invite onto the show. Uh, or if you can leave a comment on all of our social media, and we do read all of those messages and respond as appropriate. Uh, so uh, we do uh, invite you to join us for that tomorrow. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the channel and make sure your notifications are turned on. And we will be back with more live from the bunker tomorrow right here on Sci-Fi for Me TV. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2020 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved.
No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.